0: Welcome to the Soulcraft Your Life Podcast. My name is Carmen Marshall and I'm a life design and manifestation expert, a seven figure entrepreneur, wellness educator, and a dance teacher. And I'm passionate about helping you create a magical and fulfilling life. Whether you want to discover your purpose, learn how to attract financial abundance, or create more health, balance, joy, and connection in your life, the Soulcraft Your Life Podcast has got you covered. One part strategy and one part soul. Each week we explore both the practical and the spiritual with intriguing experts and fascinating human beings, all sharing their wisdom to help expand what we think is possible for our own lives. The goal, to help you create a life you love on your own terms, that stems from your soul. Let's dive in and discover what this life has to offer each of us. Hello gorgeous souls. Welcome to episode 24, how to be magnetic part two. So episode 23 of course was part one and I go through the first four of the seven points of how to be magnetic. So you may want to go back and listen to those first if you haven't had a chance to only because the last three will make much more sense. So how to be magnetic is all about deepening our own self-identity so we become more magnetic for our desires. So being a really clear channel for the things that we want by being even more sure of who we are inside. It's all about energy. It's always about energy and your inner world that's actually truly running the show. And in order to become magnetic, we have to develop a deep nurturing relationship with ourselves. So points one to four, I'm not even going to talk about them here, so I'm not repeating myself, but we'll go straight to point number five, decluttering or clearing your space or letting go. I kind of refer to them at different points depending on what we're doing, but they're basically all the same thing. You want to clear space to bring in the things that you want. It's kind of like the analogy of a cup of water. If it's full, you can't actually bring in new things that you want. So, you want to let go of the stuff that you no longer want, that no longer serves you. So, you have lots of space for the things that you do want in your life. And this is something that we always do at the start of my Create Your Dream Year program, that I always do at the first of the year to really design your whole year. But did you know that it's actually best used as an ongoing practice? So, it's like a spiritual practice, just the same as you would exercise. Well, if you consider, I consider exercise a spiritual practice, (laughs) but just like you would take a shower every day, you would want to get outside every day. You would want to consistently develop your friendships. You want to think of decluttering as a practice and even a spiritual practice that you do continually. And the reason being is that getting rid of stuff creates space for the new, and it feels so good when you do it. Stuff just weighs us down and it takes up space that could otherwise be used for the things that we really want. And part of the thing with manifestation is you want to keep your standards high, because if your standards are lower, that's going to be a lower vibration, and you're only going to be able to track in lower vibration things. So we want to keep our standards high, keep the space clear for the things that we want. So I'm going to break down decluttering, creating space, letting go into four areas, physical decluttering, to-do list decluttering, energy decluttering, and internal decluttering. So the easiest one to do is probably the physical decluttering. But funnily enough, this is the one that people struggle with so much because it feels so hard to get rid of things. So here are the three questions that I ask myself, not only when I need to declutter for something big, like when I'm moving, like I did a couple of months ago, but on an ongoing basis. So the three questions are, so it could be for anything in my house, is it necessary? Does it give me energy? And could I do better? So for example, if I'm looking at an ornament or I'm looking at some dishes or I'm looking at clothes, is it necessary? Maybe I have like three pairs of black Lululemon tights. (laughs) Does it give me energy? So does it make me feel good? And could I do better? And those three things will help you get rid of so much stuff. And honestly, I don't know if you've felt this, but the older I get, the more I want to live a lighter life. Like I actually feel that physical things weight me down. Now, I really like beautiful things, but it's the excess, the collecting, having so much stuff in the closet. And probably because I move a lot, I'm I'm very aware of that. But even when I'm settled, if I feel like I've got like a lot of extra stuff or there's like a drawer that just has a lot of junk in it, it can literally weigh us down. And it's just like an energy vampire. So the more we can let go of anything that we don't need, that's not necessary, that doesn't give us energy, that we could do better, it clears space for what you want. The other neat thing too, if you're ever stressed, one of the best things that you can do, or if you feel overwhelmed, is just go clean a drawer. Like even a desk drawer or a kitchen drawer, just that act of organizing and throwing away will give you more energy and help you feel better. So if that can actually make you... Feel better in such a short little time. Can you imagine when you're doing that on a bigger scale for your whole house? So I would really suggest doing this as an ongoing practice. Right now in my 12-month mastermind, we're actually really working with this. And so the participants are taking stock of their whole house, what's underneath their house, their garages, and it is providing so much energy, so much spaciousness, and everyone feels so much better. So physical decluttering is a huge thing. Number two thing, which is actually really easy to do as well, is your to-do list. Now, a to-do list by nature continually grows. And in today's society, we are hit by so many things that we need to be doing that are vying for our attention, the next shiny object, et cetera. So our to-do list can get so out of control. So literally every week I look at my to-do list and I ask myself, is there something that I can let go? Because As we go along, we may decide, you know what, I want to go more this direction, or this is more important to me, you know, whatever it is. But if we don't call down our to-do list, it becomes so overwhelming. And there's a lot of things that we can put on our to-do list that actually aren't going to support our most important goals. And something that I always like to work with with all of my clients is having your three to five goals, like your major goals for the year. And the same thing during the week, your three to five major goals during the week because you don't wanna have 20 goals that you're trying to do in, in any given year or in any given week. And when we can get really focused on that, Instead of just letting our to-do lists get bigger and bigger and bigger, every week we can look at it and say, is this really going to support me in those three to five most important goals that I have for this week or for this year or for this month? So to-do list decluttering is hugely important as well. And again, you want to look at it as a practice that you're constantly crossing off note that's actually not necessary to not feel guilty when you actually are letting go things. All right, so let's think of energy decluttering. So what in your life do you feel is sucking your energy? It could be things that you have to do or you feel like you should do. It could be friends perhaps in your life that are really taking more energy than giving. It could be habits that are really just, again, sucking your energy. But think about where is energy siphoning off of you? Where do you feel depleted? Where do you feel the opposite of energized? those are the things you also want to let go. Clear space, declutter. Again, people can be a little bit harder because those can be friends over time that you've built. But again, if something just consistently is sucking your energy, you may want to consider making new friends or maybe spending less time with that person. But then also think of the things that you think that you should be doing or tasks that you are doing because you just feel like You have to do them. What could you actually let go so that you can actually create more time for the things that you want to do? And again, we want to keep our standards high because that's a higher vibration so that then we're going to be pulling in the things that are more aligned with the life that we want to lead. And then finally... Internal decluttering. So, this is a little bit deeper, but it's super important. So, this is thinking about outdated versions of you that are maybe comfortable because you're so used to just being that way, but they no longer are who you are. So, things might be like, you know, I'm kind of tired of just watching Netflix all night, and maybe I want to start going to a yoga class at night, or a pottery class, or a cooking class. Or maybe a lot of my friends like to drink, and I really just like to go out for a cocktail once a week instead of doing it two or three times a week. Or maybe you're sleeping in instead of taking a walk early in the morning on the beach or going out for a hike. Just think, is there any habits or way of being that I still do because I'm very comfortable, but it's not actually who I am or who I want to be. So this is letting go, decluttering, clearing space for outdated versions of you that you're comfortable with, but they no longer are who you are or who you want to be. So again, the areas that we can declutter, physical decluttering, to-do list decluttering. And again, I literally do this every week. What can I actually cross off of my list that I don't need to do? Energy decluttering. So what is taking our energy away? What is siphoning off of our life force? And then internal decluttering. Outdated versions of you that are comfortable, but that no longer are who you are. And one final thing with decluttering there is one word that makes you instantly more magnetic. And can you guess what it is? It's saying no. So when you say no, so when you actually have boundaries and you don't say yes to everything, that makes you more magnetic because when you say no, you're honoring what's most important to you rather than saying yes to what's important to everybody else. And again, remembering being magnetic is all about How can you become so clear and so centered in yourself and that you're not fettered with all this extra energy that is really just diluting your clear channel? Hi, lovely soul. It's Carmen here. And I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about my brand new free manifesting guide. So do you feel a little stuck when it comes to manifesting? Maybe you've been dabbling in this world of manifestation, but it's just not flowing. Or maybe you're just an inch away from your dreams, but you can't seem to break through. Or perhaps you're brand new to manifestation and you're 100% ready to tap into your superpowers, but you're not quite sure how to get started. You are not alone. We all have our moments of doubt. And here's the truth. We all encounter a few sneaky reasons that can slow us down. And so I've just created a brand new guide and it's called the seven sneaky reasons you're not manifesting. And more importantly, what you can do about them. I talk about common manifestation hiccups, practical steps to reawaken your manifestation mojo and start turning your dreams into reality now. So to get you started or back into your manifestation flow, go to CarmenMarshall.com forward slash seven, like the number sneaky S N E A K Y. So again, forward slash seven sneaky, and I'll put it in the show notes too. Drop in your email and I'll send you the free guide straight to your inbox. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. So the one word that makes you instantly more magnetic is saying no. And of course, we can say it with grace and love, but I'm a big no-sayer to the things that are not aligned with where I want to head in life and who I want to be. All right, number six. So number five, again, because there was a lot in there, was decluttering, clearing space, and letting go. Number six to be magnetic is believing in yourself. So having a inner confidence, a certainty, it's not an arrogance, but it's a sense of self-worth that is immovable, that no matter what happens, whether you make a mistake, you're experiencing failure, you get rejected, you're a beginner at something, it doesn't affect your sense of who you are. So again, it's not arrogance, but it's like, this is who I am. I have a sense of self-love, confidence, self-esteem, even when I make a mistake, I'm experiencing failure, rejection, or being a beginner. Because usually that's when people start doubting themselves versus just reframing it and saying, you know what? I'm just learning. I'm just a beginner on my way to being an expert. I'm not making my mistake, my failure, my being a beginner. I'm not making it mean anything about me. So this is really important because, again, magnetism, it's an energy. It's how we feel about ourselves. And then that gets projected out into the world. So ways that you can develop your self-worth. There's three main ways that you can do it that can happen very, very quickly. Number one way, one of my favorites, is to remember you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. So when you have a thought, I'm not good enough, I suck, (laughs) man, why did I make that mistake again? That does not define you. You are the thinker of your thoughts. Okay. You're not your thoughts. And what you want to do is simply replace that thought with another thought. If you think it, that's okay. You know, it's totally fine. It's like, you know, you're driving along a road and you take the wrong turn. You know, it doesn't mean you're a terrible human being. You're just like, oh, okay, wrong turn. I'm going to go to the other way. It's the same thing. I thought, a thought, oh God, I suck. Then you're like, oh, that's a silly thought to have. No, I don't suck. I'm simply learning. And I know if I apply myself, I can learn anything. We can't necessarily stop negative thinking. All we want to do is recognize it and then replace the thought with a thought that actually supports the outcome that we want. So I love this. I actually did an Instagram post on this recently. I am not the thinker of my thoughts. Sorry, I am. (laughs) I am not my thoughts. I am the thinker of my thoughts. Number two, confidence comes from competence. And the only way you can get competent is to actually keep doing the thing in order to become competent. So this is why the famous saying that I love, every expert was once a beginner. So every expert at some point felt like, oh my God, like, am I ever going to learn this? Like, oh my goodness, like this is taking me so long and I can't do it. Every expert started as a beginner. Confidence only comes through competence and competence only comes through doing. And so you have to be willing to go through that period where you don't feel like you actually know what you're doing. Because the only way to feel like you know what you're doing is to do it several times. So whenever you have thoughts of self-doubt, like, wow, am I ever going to be good at writing these emails or having the right copy on my website or attracting the right clients or being a great coach, whatever it is, know that I can become great at anything I do through practice. So, confidence comes through competence and competence comes through doing. And every expert was once a beginner. And then finally, being in integrity with yourself. So, this is another great way for developing confidence. And the reason being is when we say that we will actually do the thing that we said we will do, we start to trust ourselves. It's when we say that we're going to do something, like, say, for example, we say, okay, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. every morning this week, and we don't. Then, what happens is our internal belief system goes down because we realize we can't trust ourselves to do the thing that we said. Now, this can happen a lot when you're trying to change habits. So what I always say is you can renegotiate with yourself as long as it's very conscious. So let's say that you said, okay, I'm gonna get up at 6 a.m. And then you slept until seven. You let your alarm go off and then you hit sleep and then you, you didn't get up till seven. What you wanna do is just renegotiate with yourself. So say, okay, I didn't get up at six. So tomorrow, was that a bit ambitious? Maybe I should say 6.30. And then tomorrow I'm going to make sure no matter what I get up at 6.30. And then the next morning you're like, yep, I got up at 6.30. So it's okay if we don't do something that we said we're going to do as long as we're aware of it and then we renegotiate with ourselves. And so that again might be, okay, was that a little bit ambitious? Yeah, six is a little bit early. Let's do 6.30 and I'm committed to doing that. And then you want to make sure you do that. If you don't, then you probably need a kick in the yoga pants, a gentle little kick, because if we keep actually not honoring the things that we say we're going to do, we're really going to unravel our self-esteem because we are no longer going to trust ourselves. And this this is so important that we trust ourselves. So being in integrity with yourself is going to increase your confidence. And again, if you don't do the thing that you have said you're going to do, simply renegotiate with yourself, do it again the next day. And if you continue not to do it, then you need to probably have a tough conversation with yourself and say, okay, why am I not doing this? But usually just that first tip that I gave you will solve it. Renegotiating was a little bit, maybe it's just too high of a goal, and then you recommit to doing it and usually you will do it. All right. And the number seven for being more magnetic is being courageous. The more courageous you are, the more magnetic you will be. And this is a really good way to lean into your fears. It's so interesting with fear because the things that we fear or that we resist are usually where we need to go. So for example, if you're scared of public speaking, or if you're scared of putting that blog out, or if you're scared of talking to that guy or to that girl, it's usually the thing that you need to do. And the beautiful thing is once you do it, everything that you want is on that other side. So we always say, that feel the fear, so it's not like you're going to get rid of the fear and do it anyways. That is the only way that you're actually going to get to the other side where everything that you want is. And fear is actually your indicator that it's where you need to go. And the reason why fear is an indicator is the reptilian part of our brain wants to keep us safe. So that's a really old part of our brain back from our primitive days. So anytime that you're trying to change or you're trying to do something that's new, it's going to fight you and say, no, 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 get back here. What you just want to realize is that's my reptilian brain that's trying to keep me safe. Thank you very much. I've got it handled. (laughs) And then do the thing that you fear. Now, what's interesting is then you also want to think, it's okay if I don't do that thing that I fear perfectly. I just need to do it because I'm going to get better. And I'm going to actually reach the thing that I want by doing the very thing that I'm scared of. And what's the worst case scenario? I might look silly, but is it that the end of the world? Is it worse to look silly or is it worse to actually stay in the same place where we're not actually achieving our goals or talking to that person or putting that blog out, etc.? Oftentimes we are so scared that we are going to get rejected or abandoned that we don't do the things that can set us free. So the more courageous you are, the more magnetic you will become. And fear and resistance are always your signs that it's where you need to go. Now, this again is different than the fear that you might have when you look down a dark alley. (laughs) You know, that's the fear that's keeping you safe. But I'm talking more about the personal development things. That's your reptilian brain trying to keep you safe that you just wanna say, thank you very much, reptilian brain. I've totally got this. I know you're just trying to keep me safe, but this is the new person, the new identity that I wanna take on. So I always like to say, The more courageous I am, the more magnetic I become. All right. I hope these seven things have helped you. Again, the first four you'll discover in episode 23. The last three we did were letting go, decluttering, clearing space, which was number five. Number six was believing in yourself, having that inner self-confidence and how to develop it with the three ways. And then the final thing is being courageous because the more courageous you are, the more magnetic you become. I hope this podcast was helpful. And as always, remember you are here for a purpose. The more you discover, remember who you are and what you're here to do, the more meaningful and fulfilling your life will be. I will see you on the next podcast. Lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd absolutely love if you left a review on iTunes. It really helps me to get the podcast out there to support more people just like you to create soulful lives. And as a thank you, I'd love to send you my 20 personal affirmations for manifesting an aligned, magical, and fulfilling life. To access this freebie, simply send a screenshot of your review to soulcraft at carmenmarshall.com, and I'll send you my favorite affirmations and mantras straight to your inbox. All my love, and I'll see you on the next episode.